Welcome to the 5G Use Cases for the DoD podcast series, part one on IoT solutions hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. The Internet of Things connects a variety of devices that are used throughout the Department of Defense. With 5G connectivity, IoT devices can help enable the warfighter with automation, smart base integration, and much, much more. And today we're speaking with Brian Shromsky, who's the managing partner for 5G public sector with Verizon, and Mike Helfrich, who is the founder and CEO of Blue Force Development, to learn how 5G can help the hyper-enabled operator with IoT. And Brian and Mike, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Sure, great to have you. And let's just jump right in at the top. So what are some of the challenges that the DOD experiences with respect to IoT? And maybe we'll start with Brian on this one. Sure, great question, Matt, and thank you for the opportunity. When it comes to IoT and the DOD, some of the challenges that we see are just basic connectivity, right? As the military moves from a more connected world, not only connecting the warfighter with different sensors on the actual human being, but we're also seeing sensors within the base and also military equipment. And having all different manufacturers and suppliers of various types of sensors and those uh, equipment needs, we're starting to see the DOD struggle with saying, okay, what is going to be the baseline connectivity to collect all this data from all these different manufacturers, all these different sensors that men and women are using today and also using equipment that is also connected. So that's where we see 5G come into play, having a common interface, common connectivity, and providing the scale and the speed requirements that DOD requires. Excellent. Thanks for those insights. Mike, we'd love your take. Yeah, thanks again for having me. And I think Brian nailed it, you know, and, and we would probably go a little bit higher in the stack, if you will, as well, because we rely on the Verizon network and the work that we do. But if you kind of pop up a little bit, you know, what we're seeing today and IoT is of extreme interest and Internet of Battlefield things is of real interest to the U.S. military. But, you know, the three things we see are silos information silos where when we do have connectivity for the sophisticated Internet of Things sensors, often the issue is that the information and, and data is siloed. The second issue is connectivity tissue between these dissimilar sensors. So the, the silos create a real problem. And while there's a, a very interested approach and devout approach to getting interoperability between manufacturers, definitely see this connectivity tissue being a second problem. And then, of course, you know, it's one thing to have a bunch of IoT sensors out there distributing a lot of data. What's really needed is that sense making of that information across dissimilar sensors at the edge of the network. That's awesome. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. And that's actually a great segue into my next question. So if you don't mind, tell us about how Blue Forest Development and Verizon are teaming up to provide IoT solutions to the DoD. And Mike, we'll start with you on this one. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I think we were very, very fortunate. Verizon invited us to be part of the 5G Labs almost two years ago this month, where 24 months ago, we had the opportunity to start to work with Verizon's 5G core communications platforms, the multi-axis edge compute or MEC. So we were very fortunate in working with them on that. And that has translated over the last 24 months where we're working closely on different types of things like leveraging multi-access compute at the edge, microservices, delivering hyper-local services, ultra-low latency video, things like that. And I think one of the things we're very interested in, especially as it relates to the Department of Defense, is the opportunity that 5G slicing is going to deliver to the warfighter and also to the commander, and I think more importantly to the entire value chain. 
Okay, great. Thanks. And Brian would love your take on this. As Mike said, we're excited about the partnership with Blue Force. As Mike mentioned, it came out of our 5G Innovation Lab, which is designed to actually be an incubator state to actually find the next generation of applications and solutions that would take advantage of our 5G connectivity and platform. So we couldn't be more excited working with Blue Force. We're doing some trials and actually with the DoD as we speak, which we're very excited for. And it's just a nice compliment to actually have a world-class infrastructure and connectivity platform and teaming up with companies like Blue Force. All right, great. Now let's switch over and talk about like how does mobile edge computing powered by 5G help the hyper-enabled operator possible? How does it help make this possible? And you know, we'll stick with Brian on this one. Sure. Great question. And you know, what we're seeing in terms of 5G, it's not only increasing the speeds in terms of the cellular network or the radio access network, but one of the other big components is actually moving the application closer to the battlefield, closer to the edge or on the actual base itself, right? So whereas it could be in a far off data center around the globe, what we're doing here in the mobile edge compute is moving it literally to the edge, right? So the first stop that that device or application request actually comes to Verizon first. We're very excited that on our commercial mech solution with our most recent announcement of a private mech where we actually put the mech on-prem, on-premise, which is very exciting. So marrying a high-speed, ultra-reliable network coupled with mobile edge compute is a win-win situation. So we're very excited about these capabilities for the DOD. Excellent. Thanks, Brian. Mike, what's your take on this one? Yeah, I mean, the ultra-high speed and the ultra-low latency is actually going to make this hyper-enabled operator thing possible. And we focus and work very closely with U.S. Special Operations Command, Air Force Special Operations Command. And if you talk to the commanders on the ground and the folks that are in these contested, but I think even more importantly, time-constrained decision and decision support environments, that the one thing you continuously hear is reducing cognitive lift for the warfighter. So this idea of being able to move AI to the edge, this idea of being able to finally allow dissimilar sensors to cue each other and to talk to each other in single-digit millisecond time frame is really going to help decision makers at the tactical edge to make better decisions. And then, of course, the, the one thing we're most excited about is we think 5G is really going to enable swarm intelligence. And DARPA has been talking about this for a couple of years. Some examples of that is really understanding not just what's going on with a single warfighter, but being able to make sense of multivariant threats across an entire deployed team of warfighters is truly going to deliver decision support speed to the commander in these ultra-contested environments. All right, great. And if you don't mind, tell us, like, how does 5G connectivity help solve pain points the DoD is currently having, especially with respect to IoT? And, you know, we'll stick with Mike on this one. I think one of the things we're really excited about, you know, when you move you move beyond the operator and you start to look at the resources the operator and the commander needs to make sense, it's not just human endpoints, it's actually autonomous endpoints and it's unattended ground sensors and it's things that are buzzing overhead and it's meshed sensors in the battle space. One of the things we couldn't do up until Verizon 5G was really make leverage of what we call high resolution sensors. An example is, you know, five years ago, when we would be doing border counterterrorism operations, looking for you know sleeper cells and different things like that, we would actually have to put a soldier 
in the mountains with these high resolution sensors because we couldn't move the video. We couldn't move the video to the rear where we had analysts who could make sense of the data. We actually had to put a person on the ground with a sensor. 5G is a perfect example in that use case of how we can now develop more sophisticated high resolution sensors, move that information to decision makers or analysts. But I think as important, allow real-time artificial stream analytics and stream intelligence to make sense of the data, make sense of the imagery by the time it gets to the intelligence analyst or ISR analyst. You know, they have a better understanding of what's going on in the battle space. And again, this is that reducing the cognitive lift by allowing the network and the forward edge compute AI services to make sense of the data, cue sensors before they actually have to tap a human on the shoulder. Excellent. Thanks, Mike. Brian, we'll kick it over to you. Yeah, Matt. And I think from a real world example, we're very excited about the possibilities of what we're doing at Miramar. So we have 5G deployed out of Miramar in California, the military installation, and that will be finalized this summer. And the feedback that we're getting from the DOD there is they actually love 5G because it's actually a common network or common platform that meets the needs of their mission sets, right? So three of the examples that they are very excited for is actually having smart energy managed through a 5G network to have ultra low latency so they can actually determine when they should actually kick the power between traditional methods as well as green energy, which is very exciting. And then there's also two aspects around drone technology or autonomous, where they're actually using 5G to power autonomous drones, as well as an autonomous shuttle that's actually moving men and women around the flight line, right? And having 5G being that, as Mike said, that common tissue that's linking these different use cases where it used to be disparate networks is very enticing to the DOD. So we see 5G being a pivotal part of the DOD's mission is using that technology as we go in the future. Excellent. That's great. We really, really appreciate your insights today. A lot of great stuff we covered. And our last question is future focus. So here we go. So in the future, how do you see 5G technology transforming the way the DOD works? And we'll go with Mike first on this one. I think there's three areas that I know we're most excited in, and it's largely because it's customer driven and we're hearing it from our military customers. You know, one of the things that's really interesting is that 5G and the Verizon network, and I think as important, the multi-access edge compute, the MAC is going to deliver is true network intelligence. What's going on in the battle space? What's going on on the smart base? And the use of adaptive bit rates and bandwidth at reallocation through 5G slicing, that's something we hear a lot of discussion about, certainly within our customer base. I think the other thing we're excited about is this concept of distributed swarm and mosaic compute, this concept of rapidly forming human sensor and AI service networks. 5G, the ultra low latency and the high bit rates and the high speed is really going to enable that and take this cognitive sense making and real-time multivariant threat detection a possibility. And I can tell you the other thing that we are doing now is this idea of taking tactical 5G sensors, and examples might be different types of weapon systems or battlefield systems or sensors, and really enabling not just for tactical value for the on-scene or on-site mission commander, but using that same IoT data transmitted to the rear to really enable that real-time supply chain and logistics. But we're now starting to see as autonomous replenishment. The network and the back ends are smart enough to know when they need to do real-time 
a replenishment of troops in the field or on the smart base using this IoT data in real time. Outstanding. Thanks, Mike. Brian, would love your future take. Yeah. Just on a basic level, I really do believe that we're going to see 5G being that foundation for all of the different use cases the military want to use, right? So if you look at it a couple of years ago, and actually currently, you have disparate networks, right? You have either private networks, you have commercial networks, you have Wi-Fi, you have land mobile radio systems. I think where I look at 5G is actually having one connectivity platform that actually satisfies all the needs for the DoD, right? And using that 5G technology really sets them up for the future. And, you know, having that ability to condense some of those disparate networks into one or two platforms is going to be revolutionary for the DoD, right? So everything that Michael is talking about in terms of enabling that warfighter or enabling that smart base can take advantage of the 5G network. I also think it's, you know, basic things, right? Actually having men and women that have a 5G smartphone, right? Not just the IoT devices, but having that one network that actually could satisfy all those different needs, I think is revolutionary for the DoD, and I'm very excited about that future. That's awesome. Great. This concludes the 5G use cases for the DoD podcast series, part one on IoT solutions, hosted on Government Technology Insider. As you heard, we were joined by Brian Tromsky, who is the managing partner for 5G public sector with Verizon, and Mike Helfrich, founder and CEO of Blue Force Development, who both spoke about how 5G can help the hyper-enabled operator with IoT at the Department of Defense. And Brian and Mike, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you.